Welcome to Swazzle Talk, the podcast for people who believe anything can be handled when we engage in healthy and honest conversation. We are Mark and Liz, and on today's episode, we are going to be discussing peace. Peace. Peace out. Um, this episode uh, came to my head in just looking um, in the world around us. There are a lot of different things happening. Um, we had a once in a hundred year pandemic. We have a lot of things happening, you know, some favorable, some a lot not favorable. Um, a lot of different opinions, a lot of of different thoughts. And the one thing I think that is the hallmark of a child of God in this time is peace. Is having the peace of God. The peace of God, I think, and I think I know, sustains us. It's, um, it's something that we can always come back to. Something we can always look at. Something we can always lean on. Peace is something that really the driving force to a child of God. Something you can rest in. Hmm. And that thought came to me after reading Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8. And it says, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. And I thought about this particular tree that Jeremiah is talking about and this also captured in Psalms 1, I believe it is. And this type of tree the one thing that separates this tree from other trees, and while other trees aren't mentioned in the scripture, and I don't want to add to scripture, but I can kind of surmise that there are other trees that may be around. What makes this tree different is where it's planted, Hmm. by the riverbank with its roots going into the water. And I think for a child of God, where we are planted determines the level of peace that we have. When you said that, the roots going into the water just visually just like made more sense to me because what comes out of us is the result of where and what we're planted in. Yep. And this is like imagery here with its, you know, in the the actual stream, Mm -hmm. right? But you have to ask yourself, where are you planted in? That what sprouts out of you would produce peace. Right. So the question is, how do you get there? Right. And is it an everyday commitment? Is it something that we can just achieve and stay there? I don't believe so. I lean more towards that it's an everyday commitment. Absolutely. Um, It is doing the work. Mm -hmm. Doing the work to remain planted where you need to be. And what I love about this, these two particular verses and how Jeremiah phrases this, or how Jeremiah frames this, 
Jeremiah says, such trees are not bothered by heat or worried by long months of drought. Hmm. So what Jeremiah is saying is that there will be heat and there will be long months of drought. And yet. And yet, it says, their leaves stay green and never stop producing fruit. And for me, what I get from this is peace comes and peace stays. When we are planted, peace stays regardless of what's happening around us or to us. And I think there are times when we get knocked off of our the horse we're riding because um, we're being affected by the quote-unquote heat. We're being affected by the quote-unquote um, long months of drought. Those things affect us and they cause us to worry and it kind of shows exactly where we're planted. Um, and I can imagine, again, while I don't want to add to scripture, I can, I can possibly guess and surmise that there are trees that aren't planted by the river, hmm. aren't planted by the riverbank. And those trees, while they will produce when their seasons come, yeah. they will produce when the time is favorable for them to produce. Um, but they will be affected by long months of drought. They will be affected by heat. Um, and sure, they'll produce when the season is favorable. But the tree that's planted by the river is going to produce all the time. And as children of God, when we are planted by the river, when we are, are nestled into the river, we, we live in a place of peace that causes us to be peaceful when times call us to not be peaceful. Hmm. I love the peace and peaceful, hmm. like the showing, living a life that shows that as an example. And I keep thinking of the word steadfast for some reason. Okay. Um, in Isaiah, I see it says in Isaiah 26, 3, that you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. And, you know, there's like key words in scriptures that usually stick out. And we look at the word steadfast is like to be like resolutely or dutifully like firm and unwavering, right? right? right. Um, to be firmly fixed in a place like immovable, meaning that you're not subject to change, you know, that you're standing firm in that belief. And when we look back at that scripture that I just read, because they trusted you, that's where you're able to find that steadfast kind of faith that leaves you in peace because you trust in the one who has it all figured out already. Yeah. In looking at this verse, when Jeremiah says, the people who make the Lord their hope and confidence means they probably abandon all their emotions and all their thoughts about situations and they have chosen to make Christ their hope and their confidence, which means they've managed to find a way to not even ignore what's happening around them because we don't think that's not healthy to ignore what's happening around us. Not at all. But they choose to make Christ supreme over all of those things. Hmm. He is the one in which they find their confidence in. So the other things, while they happen again, I think I want to drive that point home. Ignoring that, ignoring that something is happening is not spiritual. Hmm. It's not. Um, 
and try to blame the devil on on everything if not spiritual either um if they if it's happening it's happening but these things have to fall into their rightful place that's under the supremacy of who Jesus Christ is yeah because we can't control all the time what's happening but we can control our response to it and i love that that scripture that you read it says make meaning that they it's it's taking an action on their part to do something and in this instance their response is to trust in God. And in that, when we trust in God, the result is peace. So it's not something that, you know, just comes with no action really taken on our part. There has to be a lifestyle of trusting God. And then when you think about that, well, are you just saying you trust God? Or do you learn to trust God once you understand his character? and the kind of God that he is. And in that process and making that step and taking that action and staying steadfast and knowing the God that you are trusting in, then it's easier to understand that we can have peace achieved in and through him in all circumstances because we understand the magnitude of how great a God he is. Mm. So with that, I want to ask you, is there anything in recent history where you have been called to make the Lord your hope and confidence and find peace in who he is? Yeah, I guess I would say, um, hmm, like the beginning of this year, um, I had a health scare. Okay. And, in that I had to go through that process of like trusting in God, knowing his character, you know, understanding all that. Um, but then I needed to take that extra step and applying it to me. Mm. So okay. I, I had to go through a process that, yes, I understand that. Right. I see how, you know, the scripture supports that. Yeah. I know how my life and rela- relationship with him has shown that. Um, but then there's still some seasons in my life when things unexpectedly (laughs) come up that I do have moments of momentary, maybe like panic before the peace settles in because I have a hard time sometimes relating that that beautiful character that makes him up into the wonderful, gracious God that he is applies to me, that he loves me enough to pour it down on me. So I have like a little disconnect there. And then the next step after like I get past that is also understanding sometimes that he's still good and I can still have peace even if the reports don't come back the way I want them to. Right. And then that's another level um, of understanding and trusting and staying steadfast in my truth that he is still a good God and that he is still a loving God and understanding his character of how wonderful and loving and forgiving and graceful and merciful he is towards right. me. Right. And that doesn't change whether there's a good report or a bad report. Right. 
and coming to a point where I truly embrace that. And then I'm able to receive peace on a different level because then that reminds me that through thick and thin, he's there. Through good and bad, he's there. Through sunny or rainy days, he's still there with me. So when I had that health scare, I got good news back. However, it didn't look how I envisioned it to look. Right. You know, and there's follow-up that I have to do from that now. Right. You know? So I still have the peace that he got me covered, regardless of what the different follow-up appointments X amount of months in between may look like. Right. So I had a, in life recently, just shifting, new things happening. Um, And one particular Sunday in church, you know, emotions are pretty high and feeling kind of bittersweet about certain things. And I was talking to someone and said, you know, I don't know whether to feel happy for this or sad for this. And Mm. I don't know whether to feel excited for this or anxious about this. And someone said, you know, there's beauty in the end. Yeah. And just listening to you now, there's beauty in the peace and the process. Mm-hmm. You could have the process and peace at the same time. Yeah. You could have peace and the process at the same time. And I think we believe that peace and the process, or we think peace is a result of the process, of the process. But I think it's, a, it's important to know that we can, you can have peace and the process at the same time. I agree. And, you know, it's so important. I remember when I was going through that season, you know, I had my very specific prayers and how, you know, I was asking God, you know, to allow the results to be and everything. And I had it all played out in my head and how my response would be and stuff like that. Um, And again, it didn't go quite the way I envisioned it or had asked for it, but it still was a great answer to prayer, Uh you know? Um, And in that, I remember during that season before we got to that point, I had like something stick in me and that I wanted to make sure that I lived out the assignment of going through that in a way that would still honor him, in a way that wouldn't present my faith and hope and peace in him as weekends. Because I felt like because I have people who care for me and love me, that it was very important that they see that, yes, maybe I was a little scared. Mm -hmm. And as a very dear friend, you know, phrased it to me, it's a sacred waiting season. But also that, again, how I even show my own girls how I lived out that process that even though there was emotions attached to it and that they saw me crying out to God over it and that there was tears sometimes involved in it into the unknown and just the weight of carrying it as we waited, that in that they still saw that I didn't fall apart. And that was because I had a steadfast hope in who my creator is. And in that, it generated a peace that allowed me to sleep at night, allowed me to still go about my days 
and fully function as the person God needed me to function at in that season. Right. Um, and just the lessons learned in that. So a lot of times we can say, oh, yeah, I have peace. I have peace. And the life actions associated with that don't sometimes match it. Right. And there's nothing better than sometimes being able to live out an opportunity to show that things are at a point right now that I should have no peace, and yet I still do. And not to harp on this situation, but I think it's we can continue to explore it this way. Yeah. Are you saying, and I'm asking a question that I already know the answer to, are you saying it's not okay to feel any kind of hurt and can you feel, does feeling hurt and anger, apprehension, does that erase the peace? No. Okay. Tell me about that. Um, and is I, it okay to feel those things? I absolutely think it's okay to feel. Good. I think we're human and that we are meant to feel. Absolutely. Um, but there's a difference between feeling something and staying stuck in something. True. And I think where it comes to a clash is when we are not able to push ourselves out of that feeling and we stay in locked position with it and we allow peace to be replaced by fear. So again, we are human. So in that process, I went through ups and downs and there was just some days I was like, I'm good. And then I remember there was one night I just woke up out of nowhere in my sleep and I just started crying to you. Um, and I think that was the first time that I, I may have shown that much emotion since, you know, we found out some stuff, right. um, which I think caught you off guard because it looked like I was doing okay with it, but I just had a moment. And then I remember we prayed and I fell back asleep. Right. And then the next morning I took a deep breath and I was like, you know, I'm okay again, yeah. you know? Um, so I think those are natural things. And as human beings, you know, we are caught to have emotions and respond to things and experience all those things totally. that you listed. It's completely normal. Right. Um, but what I don't think it's okay is that we stay stuck in there right. because when we stay stuck, we're taken away from where our hope is found. Right. And when we stay stuck, we don't allow ourselves to show where our hope is found. And in that we rob ourselves of the peace. It's not that God is not giving us peace. Right. We begin to rob ourselves and then we shift blame sometimes to other things and other people or the devil or God, right? We get crazy with it without admitting that we are robbing our own selves of something that was there and that can still be there. But because we've stayed in locked position in that fear, it's not allowing us to experience it. Absolutely. And I think that happens because we do get, all, him, myself included, we do get caught up with the current circumstance. Yeah. We often treat this page of the story like it's the whole book. Hmm. And forgetting forgetting that there's there are more pages to be written. Hmm. There are more things to come. God isn't finished. And we treat, sometimes, I know for me, we can treat a single occurrence like it's like it means the whole thing. Like it's over. Yeah. Not understanding. Jeremiah said the trees aren't affected by heat or long months of drought. Jeremiah does not say that there won't be heat or long months of drought. Hmm. There will be those things. But the tree isn't affected by those things. 
So those things do exist. But like you said, we often rob ourselves of peace. Yeah, when we think about like the story of Job, um, you know, it talks about how our time on earth is brief, right? But the number of our days, they're already decided by you, it says, and the you is God, right? So in that, it doesn't really matter um, at what point certain circumstances impact your life. What matters is that at whatever point it does, you are at a place where you are steadfast (laughs) in your relationship with him. Because I think that makes all the difference in how you are able to live it out in the way that he intended for you to live it out and in a way that still glorifies him despite. I think the point you make about glorifying him is probably the most important. Not for yourself, but so that he gets the glory and others see him in our lives. When going through circumstances that automatically push peace out the window, Hmm. when someone has peace, it's evident. And when someone is peaceful because of their peace, it's evident. And when someone is peaceful because of their peace, it's exemplary. When someone is peaceful because of their peace, people want to know what that is. Hmm. Having your leaves stay green when they should be brown has to point to where you're planted and not point to you. And when our leaves stay green, we have to be careful to point people to why they are green and not that they are green. Hmm. I think far too often we can get caught up in focusing on that they are green. Yeah. Instead of pointing out why they are green. Yeah, I don't know why you, when you were speaking, I just like had like this in, uh, this image of me like on a really windy day in my hair, right? Uh-huh. You know, so I go outside, whatever, and my hair is neatly combed. And then I go outside and the wind hits it and it like dishevels it and it like swings it back and forth depending on how windy it is. And I, you know, I see that as, as peace too, that it didn't detach my hair from my scalp. Uh-huh. The same way that when we go through certain circumstances and like, you know, some things that are unexpected, it's almost like that wind in the hair thing that I'm envisioning, that it could feel like it's being disturbed, that it's being a little disheveled around, but the root of it is still there attached to my head. And when we have that peace in God, yes, things are going to happen, things are unexpected, where we have a response to it that you know, the flesh like is almost like, oh, wait, what just happened here? But it doesn't mean that the peace leaves us with that. Mm. It could have a moment almost like that the wind kind of like blew it a little bit mm-hmm. and it caught our attention to just say, hold up. And, you know, right. usually the response is that we take my hands, I'll take my hands and I'll like try to like smooth it down, right. you know, mm-hmm. um, even though it's still windy and I should just wait till I'm getting inside again to fix it up. But in that, I think that active effort of making sure that the peace is guarded while we're walking through the wind, it may be foolish with the hair, but it's not foolish with the peace of God that God plants inside of us to make sure that it's firm and that it's grounded. And what that person's process may be 
to hold that peace in place looks different for each person, but you have to start identifying what dishevels, what kind of winds come in your life that could dishevel it and make it feel like it's blowing off. So that way, with in your own strength, in your own hands, you're trying to smooth it out to make sure that you stay in his presence, in communication with him, under his covering to know, wait, hold up. This wind is blowing crazy around me, but my God is constant and he's standing still and nothing around him is blowing. And that's where I want to plant myself and stay steadfast in. Right. You know, as we um, go to close, I'm reminded right now of um, a song, Cornerstone, where it says, you know, and it, the Cornerstone is made from an old hymn, but the um, chorus goes, Christ alone, Cornerstone. Weak, made strong in the Savior's love. Through the storm, he is Lord, Lord of all. So on that, we're going to end this week's discussion. And we hope that it was beneficial to you. And until next time, let's keep the conversation going.